listening to The Portable Foodie. My name is Paris. I live in Devon in the UK with my husband of many years. I'm not a chef or even a particularly good cook, but food and eating is my passion. Hotel X certainly isn't the end of the culinary world, but you can get a train to it from there. Without question, it is the worst, most desperate place in the world in which to spend your hard-earned in any capacity. A place that will sap the hope from your very core, leave you reeling in the street with despair. Hotel X is in Devon, though thankfully far away from my own hometown. In deference to its few remaining patrons, I shall not name it. But if you live in the UK, you will, most likely, have been somewhere just like it at some point. A railway station is the second worst place in the world in which to attempt to eat, drink, or rest for a sweet moment from the trials of the world. Despite a long departure from the tyranny of British Rail, and its famously curled-up sandwiches, as we all know, things haven't really got any better. Once you get past the cutesy names, such as the Lime Tree, Traveller's Fair, or the simply sprained bar, you enter, full of hope, and leave ten minutes later to stand on a platform or sit awkwardly in a scattering of abused tables, clutching a twice-baked, scorched and squashed baguette a cup of sour, watery coffee, emptied pockets, and a sense of being bettered by an unscrupulous fairground card shark. But it's still a preferable experience to Hotel X. Hotel X is not where the staff of the accompanying railway station go to drink. They know better. Take a stroll, and you'll find where they go easily enough. Theirs is a the small boozer, tucked away around the corner the old soak that George Orwell envisioned when he spoke of the moon under water. This before the mythical pub name was rudely appropriated by a giant pubco and emblazoned on many a city centre drinking pit. Here you'll find the good beer, day-to-day -day life, and a menu which, though limited, will at least be confidently done and serve with some sort of a smile. But you didn't go down that side street. Hotel X looks across the short distance from the railway terminus, a huge Victorian railway hotel of yesteryear, now staggering on into the new millennium, too big to convert or knock down, too tired, complex and at the wrong end of town to attract any investment. At best faded grandeur long departed, at worst a creaking greasy gin palace soldiering on awkwardly, without purpose forgotten and unloved, frequented only by the connecting, the delayed, the friends and family of the delayed, and the irretrievably lost. Entrance was offered by no fewer than three scruffy doorways into a claustrophobic wall of hot damp, B.O. and chip fat. Aging anaglypto wallpaper, tattered in places, and home to many coats of scuffed paint. Windows laden with hair, grease, and ghosts of fingers past. 
Inside the main bar was steamed up and odorous like the inside of a leprous hoover bag, inexorably coupled to a pervasive sense of mass melancholy. Everywhere unfulfilled lives with a strange sense of insecurity huddle each at a grimy table. A snaggletooth brassy barmaid in a florid top lazily wipes an elderly J-cloth over an alopecic bar stool all the while staring towards a chink of outside. She is an auctioneer of stale beer, chipped ashtrays and recent TV news. The huddled forms flinch in response to her observances. Toilets much mended and abused, entered through a door with chunks eaten out of the bottom. A handle surrounded by a large circle of ingrained dirt oval bold vanity units, dripping cisterns and a broken mirror into which someone had written, Tomo is a, and, with. On each sink lay a dark grey green cracked bar of elderly prison style soap. I have been to just one pub toilet that was worse, and this only because I had to pick up the hand dryer from the floor before I could use it. If you live in East Lansing and West Sussex, you'll know exactly where I mean. Elderly sewage brown stair carpets led invitingly upstairs. Desperate murder alley corridors went towards old beaten up doors. Rooms for rent, a last bastion of candlewick bedspreads stretched over long suffering divans, sinking and twisted with Pironi's vigor, cups too small, rooms too bare, a shitty portable TV high up on a wall, a view through a greying net curtain that you already knew. In the snug area we huddled over two pints of Guinness, as our body warmth allowed our elbows to stick to the table. A bar menu of misspelt block capitals showcased the barmaid's skill to confidently throw something frozen into a microwave. We chose a pizza as being the most likely to be enjoyable and ordered back at the bar. Our request was treated at first with consternation and our change returned with a glare and what may have been the beginning of an asthma attack. What arrived at our table appeared to be a large fedora hat that had been placed inside a carrier bag and grilled for a very long time. Blackened and red like an A&E bin some very tired oregano lavished across the top. We tore at it listlessly for a few moments, as cutlery, napkins, etc., had not been provided to go with the tiny side plates. A shiny-faced barman walked towards and then past us to wrestle with a loud, wall-mounted TV, whilst an extravagantly pickled regular watched its daytime programming without question. Unable and unwilling to consume the pizza, we took our drinks and retreated outside to the seating area at the front of Hotel X. Four newish picnic tables, food waste and used napkins jammed between the planks of wood. Two brightly coloured industrial bins, an empty can of industrial fat. We both sat, unwilling to state the obvious, but both silently gazing across the car park to the station building. In silent agreement, we strode across to the terminal, 
happily paid a king's ransom for a watery, sour coffee and a sandwich, clammy and mushy, like cradling a tramp's bum. We ate shouting over the noise and diesel fumes and realised that all was not so bad after all. What you have just listened to is not intended to represent a typical episode. I recently lost the typical episode content courtesy of Apple, and the pea and chicken risotto that I was supposed to start at 5pm will just not wait any longer. You've been listening to the Portable Foodies' latest excuse. <laughs>